0: Good morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God loves you so much. So put your faith, your confidence, your hope in his love for you today. Faith in the Morning is just to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. So thank you for starting your day with me. Over the last several weeks, we're talking about the importance of being led by the Spirit of God and hearing God's voice and how to hear God's voice. I've shared different scriptures. I've even shown some throwback messages to kind of help us build on the subject. I've shared from different books I've been reading to encourage you along this path. And one of the things I began to share yesterday is a message I shared a few years ago called Follow the Path. Do you know that God has a custom-designed path for each and every one of you? It's one of the concepts we're sharing you know, in our Kids World ministry here at Faith, and that's what they're learning about this month. But I want to share with you a message that I shared previously. Previously in this series called "Follow the Path," and this one's called "The Plan Is Within." God has a plan; He's put on the inside of you, and the Holy Spirit is leading you down the path of that plan. He gives evidence to your heart, like we talked about the last few weeks, how you can follow that evidence and follow God's plan for your life. So here's more of that message.
1: is for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God; for no man understands him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he that prophesies speaks unto men for edification, exhortation, and comfort. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies or builds himself up, but he that prophesies edifies or builds up the church. Verse 14, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding or my mind is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Notice what happens when you pray in tongues your spirit is praying. So when you're praying in your understanding or your natural language, English for most of us, but that might not be your first language, when you're praying in your normal language, your mind is engaged. It is spiritual activity, but you're praying through your mind. But when you pray in other tongues, your spirit is praying. So you say, well, why is that important? We're talking about learning how to hear from our spirit, right? The more you engage your spirit, the easier it is to hear from your spirit. So every time you take time to pray in tongues, not just in church when I say pray in the Holy Ghost, but if you actually pray in tongues during your everyday life, take some time every day to pray in tongues, you are acknowledging your spirit and you're making it easier for you to hear from your spirit. But also when it says pray out mysteries, this word mystery means divine secrets, plans and purposes. When you take some time and pray out things in other tongues, you're praying out God's mysteries God's plans and God's purposes. You can actually pray out God's plan for your life. No, I said pray out because it's in as you pray in tongues, you're praying it out. And sometimes you'll be taking enough time and pray in other tongues and certain English words will pop out and you know exactly what you need to do with those words. Other times you're praying in other tongues and it seems like, well, it didn't seem like it gave anything. No, you just take it by faith. Everything we do with God is by faith. But all of a sudden you start knowing what to do. Throughout the week, you know exactly what to do. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? That was the interpretation of what you prayed. So when you pray in tongues, you are engaging your spirit, but you're also praying out God's plans and purposes for your life. Yes, you can go to heaven without praying in tongues. You can. It's not required for your salvation to go to heaven, but it'll sure make your life better on earth. And I saw this meme said, well, do I need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? You need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. Now, you can do without following the Holy Ghost. I'd, I wouldn't recommend it. Now <laughs> you better follow him. And so I like to use an example because this is a gift, praying to the Holy Ghost that God offers. Notice that it's a gift. Just like salvation is a gift, you got to receive it. Praying to the Holy Ghost is a gift. It's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You must receive it. And with this gift, it's like if some of you needed a new car and someone came up and blessed you with a new car, it was paid off, gave you uh, the gas money to fill it up, paid all the insurance, all you had to do was drive it because they handed you the keys. You'd be so excited, you'd drive it around the neighborhood to all oh, your friends, you put it on Insta, you put it on Snapchat, you'd be showing off the car God blessed you with, you'd be driving around in a new way, and then you pull up to your house, you get out of the car, you look at the car, you thank God for the car, you're just so excited you have a car, you go home and go to sleep, you think, well, maybe the next morning you have to go to Savannah. And so you wake up in the morning, you look at that car, you're just so grateful for that car, and then you walk to Savannah. Now, you'll get there eventually, tired, wore out, maybe some other issues. That's how a lot of people get to heaven, tired, wore out, with a whole bunch of issues, because they didn't use the gift God gave them. The gift of praying in other tongues. See, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7 says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but the words which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spirit. Remember, we said the plan of God was already prepared. The path has already been prepared. You say, well, how do I get it? The Holy Spirit reveals it. And it sometimes is in a mystery. But if Eye hasn't seen, and people get excited over the verse. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, hasn't entered the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. Now that's great, you just keep reading the next verse, but the Holy Spirit reveals it all. So you don't have to play guessing games about what God has prepared for you. You don't have to play guessing games to find out what God wants you to go in your life. You take some time and pray with the Holy Ghost and you listen to your spirit, you are know. Now God won't tell you A through Z in one through 45 if you take an hour and pray in tongues. But do you know what I'll tell you? Your next step. Because this is walking in the Spirit. It's a series of steps. Because if God told you today everything you needed to know for the next hundred years, you wouldn't walk by faith. If this is a faith walk. He'll tell you what you need to know now and what you need to know next. And He'll begin to clue you into things about the future, but you still have to walk it out by faith. Everything with God is by faith. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. Now this phrase shining light means as the rising of the sun. So as the sun rose this morning, when it was coming over the horizon, it was a little light. But as it kept going, it got brighter and brighter and brighter. And the closer we get to noon, it'll be even brighter, right? Walking the path God has for you is like that. As you keep going down the path, it gets brighter. As you keep going down the path, you'll know more. So number one, pray those prayers. Number two, spend time praying in tongues. Number three, keep going down the path. Whether you like the movie, follow the yellow brick road, or ease on down the road, either way, keep going. The more you walk, the more you ease, the more you know. And don't you carry nothing, that might be a low. (laughs) Ease on down, ease on down the road. He's like, oh, that's funny, but it's spiritual. Roll all your cares on God, and He's on down the road. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So number four, the word of God will feed your spirit, and it will provide light to the path God has for you to walk. You can't do stuff in this life without the word of God. You should be in the word more than just Sunday. You should be in the word every day. Feed your spirit the word of God the word of God is spiritual food but also as you spend time in the word whether it's feeding yourself whether it's studying whether it's learning whatever it is as you engage with the word of God it will provide light to your path light to the path God has for you now let's go to Daniel chapter 9 and begin to bring this to a close Daniel chapter 9
0: show you some things from the life of Daniel real quick
1: Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. We actually quoted that from Psalm, Jeremiah 29, 11 earlier. By books, the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting. And sackcloth and ashes, and I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession, said, O Lord, the great and dreadful or awesome God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him, to them that keep his commandments. And know, he begins to pray. He confesses the sins of the people. He begins to pray for people. What he's doing? He's praying based on the word of God. He's praying based off of what we already saw in Jeremiah 29. God said 70 years, and so 70 years has, has run out. But now that 70 years has run out, Daniel's looking, but we ain't back in Jerusalem. We're not exactly where we're supposed to be. One of the things you understand is the will of God is not automatic. Well, how do you know that? No, First Timothy says God wills that all men be saved. Now, will everybody be saved? No, people have a choice. People have to engage with God's will to be saved. They have to admit Jesus is Lord. Right? And so God wanted the Jews to be back in Jerusalem. It wasn't happening. So what did Daniel do? He took the word of God, stood on the word of God, and began to pray. And if you skip down to verse 21, it says, Yeah, while speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, this angel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly or fast, touched me about the time of the evening oblation or sacrifice. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh Daniel, I'm now come forth to give you skill and understanding. At the beginning of your supplications, the command came forth, and I am come to show you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. So Daniel set himself to pray with fasting to figure out why what God's plan was hadn't come to pass yet. So sometimes you can walk the path God has for you, and you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, and you're walking, and then you're but what's happening? I feel stuck. And the thing is, you do all you know to do, you might do some confessions. You might pray a little more, but you're still stuck. Now, the thing is, when you get stuck, that's not the time to quit. It's definitely not the time to go backwards, not the time to moonwalk or backslide or whatever you want to do. But you need to get yourself unstuck. Go to the next chapter, Daniel 10. Verse 1, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning or fasting three full weeks. Now he tells you what his fast was. There ain't no pleasant bread. Neither did I flesh nor wine come in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all until three whole weeks were fulfilled. It wasn't a total fast. It was a partial fast. And in the 24th day of the first month, I was by the side of the great river. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, this angel clothed in linen, with a belt of fine gold, begins to describe them. Skip down to verse 11. And this angelic being said unto him, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto you, and stand upright, for I am sent unto you now. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then he said unto me, Do not be afraid, Daniel, for the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I, this mighty angelic being, are come for your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, are not talking about a human. You're talking about a demonic power that ruled over Persia, which is modern-day Iran. Withstood me 21 days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, angelic princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make you understand what shall befall your people in the latter days, For the, yet the vision is for many days. So Daniel had this vision. He couldn't get understanding of it. He didn't know exactly what it meant, so he began to pray. And we just saw this last chapter, he saw something's not happening and he began to pray and immediately he knew his answer. Daniel's used to getting answers quick. But now he's praying 21 days before he received the breakthrough he needed. And what was the issue? There was demonic resistance. As I shared on Wednesday, there is a spiritual world. Satan does have a rank and class and file of demons. And some of the higher levels of demons will be known as the princes over certain areas. And so while this angelic being was dispatched on day one, there was resistance by the demonic powers of the air to keep the breakthrough from getting to Daniel. See, sometimes you are walking the path and you feel stuck because you don't realize on the other side is some resistance. And you just think it's you. You just think it's normal life. You just think maybe you did something wrong. You don't realize there is some resistance. But how did Daniel push through this resistance? He prayed and he fasted. And as he prayed and fasted, angelic reinforcements were released. The more you stay in prayer, more angels are released. Because Daniel could have given up, said, oh, I'll never understand that, you know, I'm done. Now, he had been faithful to God all his life. Uh, Some commentary, he's over 100 years old by this point. He could have said, you know, I'm just going to heaven. I'm just going to Abraham's bosom. I'm good. He could have just gave up. We're like, no, I'm going to get what God has for me. Because he didn't give up and he pursued this in prayer with fasting, angelic reinforcements were released. What happened? He became unstuck. Hey, thank you so
0: much for joining me today. I'm going to stop that clip right there. If you want to watch the full message in its entirety, you can go to our Faith Plus app. It's called a series called Follow the Path. And that message specifically called The Plan Within. So thank you so much for watching. And I'll see you next time on Faith in the Morning.